All right. Do we got some taglines? We do. Mm. Calling all cars. We got some taglines. I hate it. <laughs> now we can never use that on a different cop episode. <laughs> I feel like we will. Yeah. <laughs> it's all reused, re- <laughs> recycled <laughs> jokes anyway for us. Um, yes, we do have some taglines. Uh, here we go. One kid's fantasy, one cop's nightmare. That is borderline pedophilia, I think. Like reverse pedophilia? Is that a thing? I don't exactly know. Like, I'm like, there could be a lot of nightmares for a cop. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and why is the kid like, woo, I love drug busts. <laughs> yeah. That's my fantasy. Like being assigned to Baltimore is a nightmare enough for yeah. a cop. <laughs> like, whoa. Uh, one kid's fantasy. Yay. You're in Florida. The kid's like, I love Florida. And the cop's like, I hate Florida. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, with a budget of $14 million, a USA gross of 30 one million but a world worldwide gross of 40 so this is technically a financial success yeah with one mob murder one car to foot chase two on foot chases one bar fight two punches to the groin one boat chase two men covered in fish guts and one off-screen death with a 3.9 on imdb it's 1993's cop and a half Let's drop some bombs. Time to put the pedal to the metal, as I believe the saying goes. Go, go, gadget, oil slick. Eat him up, eat him up. Go, go, go. Come on, you son of a bitch. That all you got, huh? Come on, let's see what else you can do. You talking to me? Huh? <laughs> Are you nuts? Come at me! You're not being nice! Fuck you! This is the best time I've ever had in my entire life! Do you hear me, world? My entire life! <laughs> Welcome to Bonds Away, the only podcast recorded inside a projection booth and the funny yelp of movies. Bad movies. <laughs> I'm Jonathan Young. Joining me in the studio, as always, is... The half, Jared Seifert. <laughs> uh, yes, Jared is now uh, well, about 3.9 inches, just like the IMDb score. I would, no, I'm not going to make a joke on that. <laughs> I was like, some things are too much. Oh, for... that was good. You're like, oh, spot on. <laughs> I will say it is not that small. But uh, that's all I'm going to go for. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for those of you who are expecting uh, Dr. Detroit, we apologize. We felt that uh, with the untimely, well, mm, timely, 82. I mean, any death is untimely. <laughs> yeah, so. I guess so, right? Um, the unfortunate passing yes. of uh, a legend, I will say. I will definitely say a legend. Uh, we decided that uh, just like our previous episodes uh, – with John Hurd and uh, Margot Kidder that we should honor somebody who has just passed. Mm-hmm. So uh, sorry for anybody who's expecting Dr. Tr- Detroit. There's like one like I'm prostitute out there like mm, sex worker. I was oh, yeah, sorry. 
Yeah, well, it'd be prostitute in the 80s. Yeah, but we're <laughs> right. not 80. Yeah. Ziz. Yeah. Ziz. If there's one, uh, is there's one 60 year old prostitute out there from the 80s who is expecting sex Dr. Worker. Detroit. No, current people I'm would be still going to say it. <laughs> um, we will do Dr. Detroit in the future, I promise. But today we are talking about 1993's Comp and a Half starring the legendary Burt Reynolds. Bum, 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 bum. That's the film, not Burt. That, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, that was, wait. That fil- this whole film. Oh, okay. So uh, before we get into the film, mm-hmm. I just wanted to, uh, in pure fashion of what we do uh, when it comes to the passing of, of an actor on, or anybody who has had some sort of involvement in the films that we've done or film that we're currently doing, uh, I just want to kind of take a look back at their career and talk about things that have really made them who they are in Hollywood and, and what they've given us Mm -hmm. in their career. So when it comes to Burt Reynolds, um, I have very fond memories of, of, of this, this actor and, and what he did, like even, even prior to my, my birthing, Back in '83, <laughs> birthing. I know. Um, this this man was a legend. Like he he came up in in high school as a as a football star. Mm, I can see it. Yep, and in college, huge. Like he was going to go on pro. So this whole cop thing makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. But then he tore his ACL. How can I be a bully? Yes, got into a car accident and also t- tore his knee. Or was it ACL? Maybe. But either way, had basically two uh, physical injuries that it was like, sorry, sorry, buddy, you're you're out like nobody's going to nobody's going to sign you. Right. And then went to New York uh, because he was like, I guess I'll try to be an actor. And then he was on Broadway for some or like off Broadway for something. Somebody saw him and was like, you're going to be good for commercials. And then he started starring in very like made for television westerns. And then everything just started blowing up for him. And, (laughs) but it wasn't really until like, so he was one of those things like, I mean, have you, did you look back at any uh, photographs? Uh, Because you'd be like, "Mm." oh, oh, I know he's handsome based on what he had. Did you see the Cosmo spread? I think I've seen it before. Literally spread? Yeah. Yeah. It's him, like, on the floor, it's, maybe? Yes, on yeah. a bearskin rug. It's, yeah. It, like, if you've seen the Deadpool, like, like yeah, I've it's seen a parody it. yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, that was for Cosmopolitan. Something that he, actually he regrets. Oh. Or, yeah, he regretted doing that. Uh, because, so, I guess I got to put it out there. There's some, there's some amazing milestones in his career. One being Deliverance, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of people remember Deliverance, you know, squeal like a pig, backwoods, you know. Uh, What's that thing? The bang, 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 bang. Yep. Is Deliverance the one where the guy falls in a pit and a spike goes through his leg? Or am I thinking of something I that was made think a lot so. sooner? Because basically Deliverance is like the original wrong turn, but with like ass fucking. <laughs> There's ass fucking and Deliverance? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Like... There's backwoods people that are gonna fuck you in the ass, and then like 
Yes. I How don't have you see not... a downside. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, well, because they're preying on like very 70s fears of oh. like, Wait, you're so this a straight is a 70s male. Film? Yeah, 73. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of something that happened in like the 90s and it was a movie. Like, it's like wrong a turn. Plane. Well, there was a plane and then um, some birds fly into the propellers and like hit the windshield and then they get lost in the woods and there's like people trying to survive, but then like someone trying to kill someone else. I don't know. It's weird. Okay. It was really good, but it scared me as a kid. Okay. Now, um... Also, birds terrify me. And I don't mean to... Because, like, I I will be the first to admit that there's, like, I know Burt Reynolds, but still there's iconic films that I didn't watch until this week, mm. honestly, like, yeah. as I was doing my research. Um, so, like, when I ask you, like, what's your fondest memory or, like, what film, like, do you have anything like and it's okay not really because, no okay. it was never on my radar okay um so i'm not gonna lie someone posted a picture of him and was like r.i.p and it was the first thing i saw and i was like oh no and i thought it was thought um, it was tom Selleck. yeah i did think it yep. was tom Selleck because it was like a mustache and handsome and like dark hair and I was sure like, tom Selleck. and then i was like oh never mind because there's a joke meme going out there that oh, no. is like the picture of sean connery but like um it's <laughs> rest in peace Magnum PI, which is Tom Selleck. Like you'll always be a living legend. That's yeah, so bad. yeah. Like and then Burt Reynolds. Like <laughs> it's so bad, but it's true. They it's... all look so similar and have that same kind of like brute man with facial hair. Right. Like, that would also like full chest hair. Yeah, just chest hair that's like looks like an overgrown like mortuary. But they are also <laughs> like, like everywhere. That's like. But that's also me. So. <laughs> yucky yucky so uh with deliverance then there was some uh other ones now um uh, something and it's one of his most iconic roles and it's something i just like i don't know it, you either were like for me i don't know one guy being chased by the cops with like classic cars and like the cops just crash into everything the whole movie yeah. was not appealing to me even as a child same right cop movies I'm always just like okay yeah you're gonna catch the bad guy it's Dukes of Hazard, just like the good old boys yeah. right and that's but that's how he kind of got reinvented after the westerns like in the 80s um, you had films such as Cannonball Run and uh, the Smoking and the Bandit series mm -hmm. now both of them uh, were just car movies where it was like um cannibal run was like a whole bunch of people trying to like race across the country illegally yeah right and then smoking the bandit didn't they remake that cannibal run yeah um kind of with uh rat race oh remember rat race yeah i remember but that rat one. race is just kind of more of a remake of it's a mad 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 world yeah which is the same thing where it's like you have this amount of time to get across the country in whatever means necessary, you know, and win the prize. Mm -hmm. And same thing with Cannonball Run, but Cannonball Run is actually just a fictionalized tale of the gunball rally. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just like, all right, cool, right? But it, there's comedy placed in. Then, then Smoking the Bandit is like, here's a guy who's really good at getting shit across the border. And the whole plot is like, uh, apparently it was illegal to like bring like, uh, out of state beer like cores because they're taking cores across the country like across the country from like texas to georgia okay right and they're being chased by the same lawman who is like sally field <laughs> is a woman who uh, 
leaves her, her husband at the altar, mm-hmm. and the sheriff happens to be the the father of the the husband or like the future husband, okay. right? And so he's chasing her, who is now hitchhiked with the bandit. So like now, uh, yeah. yeah, throughout the whole movie, right? And it's it's fun, it's comical. Yeah. I just experienced this movie. Uh-huh. I recommend it to anybody who's never seen. Like it actually was a lot more fun than I would ever have given it credit for. Yeah, like it's you look at Burt Reynolds, which will will actually go into what this film, right? You look at Burt Reynolds and you were like, this guy was fucking fun. Yeah, like everything he did, you were just like. You're cool, you're suave, you're fun. You've got this sick ass like Trans Am that like actually boosted Trans Am sales by 300% when that movie came Dang. out, right? Um I think that movie came out in 78 and the 77 Trans Am, uh the gold trim and everything. Uh boosted by 300 percent that and the fact that they actually just came out with a new trans am and this is this is kind of adorable like this was last year yeah uh they had him come back in and every single they made like a same color same everything but um his signature burt reynolds like on the side of every single one that was produced in limited edition yeah and uh uh, and also embroidered signature in the the leather of the seats. Like, it was cool. gorgeous, yeah. right? So you have this man like that. Now, there's a film that I also remember called uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. It's a musical mm-hmm. uh, with him and Dolly Parton. Uh. And in that film, he plays the sheriff of, uh, of a place in Texas in which there's uh, a little pretty much legal but – like legal in a way of like you just don't talk about it. Yeah. Whorehouse. Yeah. Run by Dolly Parton, right? And then um the conservatives in the town, uh, all backed by this guy who like I don't know, runs a conservative television show, very rush limbaugh, mm-hmm. right? Uh wants uh wants to expose the chicken ranch, is what it's called, and uh get it shut down, right? Yeah. So it's him and his battle to try to like Basically stop him from doing that, but also he's in love with Dolly Parton and her character. And this is, you know, the um, Whitney Houston song "I Will Always Love You." Yeah, that's where that's it came from. This musical, oh, cute, right? yeah. And she sings, and this is like when if you if listen to it, I yes. And when if you listen to it now, she's singing it to Bird. Yeah, and so it's like, yeah, like if somebody did not actually. Or will not play this at his funeral. That's unfortunate because, like, this is, and he just does a I good hope job. Sings it live. He's an amazing comedic actor, right? Yeah. And then had a horrible lull in his like after the eighties in nineteen ninety three. Yeah, yeah. Well, he because what happened is that he became an actor in which uh, he was more known for his tabloid escapades. Right. So he got a little rough outside Uh, of the screen and then he got married to Lonnie Anderson and then they had a very public gay marriage. (laughs) What? Lonnie? Isn't that a dude? No. No. Yeah. Um, And had a very public and shaky divorce. And he was more known for like, what's he going to do in the tabloids? And it's actually um, it's actually rumored that Princess Diana wrote him a letter thanking him for every time that he would do something that kept her out of the tabloids for a little bit. So oh, it's like man. really interesting, right? So you have this person that like went through all that, right? And then in that time period between this and 1996, he made Cop and a Half, which we're going to get to. Give me a second. <laughs> um, it's a long story. 
Yeah, no, it is. I'm just going through his retrospective <laughs> because, like, he's a man who, through all that, that happened, right? And, like, he he's hit so many milestones yeah. and roller coasters and then, like, could not get work for a while. And then uh, another movie in which I, I tried to pick which one we were going to do. It's this yeah. or Striptease. Now, Striptease with Demi Moore is historically awful. Right. But it was his comeback role as like a senator in that film that like stood out between everything. And that's what led to Boogie Nights. Do you, you know Boogie Nights? Though, uh, right? I know. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's what got him like this one little arc. And the point I want to make here in all of this is there's a film that he made. Probably it's like his last film. Right. And it's a self-aware fictionalized version he's playing of pretty much himself. Mm. Right. It's called The Last Movie Star, and I watched it this week, mm. right? I don't normally tear up or cry. Aww. And it wasn't really because he died. Yeah. Right? It was everything else that was happening in this film, right? He is playing a fictionalized version of himself that basically is invited to a film festival, right? He's in his old age, um, and he's invited to a film festival in which they say, hey, Robert De Niro, Chevy, uh, not Chevy Chase is in the film, sorry. Robert De Niro and um, uh, other Clint Eastwood and other prestigious actors have accepted this Lifetime Achievement Award. Please come and accept this award. And he's like, okay. And then when he gets there, he's picked up by um, a girl in like a beat up, like just destroyed Buick. And the film festival is actually at a local bar. And he's like, what the fuck? I thought Clint Eastwood and Robert De Niro. And he's like, yeah, they, they were like given the war, but they never showed up to pick it up. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. And so he goes on this self-reflection thing of like, people are asking him questions. And while it's not the question that, you know, it's not real life where they're like uh, in the film, they go, Hey, you were given the opportunity to uh, do Serpico uh, with Al Pacino, but you turned it down, and then somebody wound up winning an award for that. Like, any perspective on that? And that happened to him just on different films, mm -hmm. like many in his life. Know. So this was this very sad take on being like, yeah. hey, you had this opportunity, and you could have done this film, and you picked this instead, right? Yeah. Including what we're going to do today, right? That – uh, the whole film is him looking back on that and then also looking back on the life that he left in Nashville, mm. like including like his first wife and things like that for stardom and how he left everybody behind. And it is so incredibly touching and so sad. And yeah. to know that this was his last film before he died, uh, everybody watch yeah. it. Like fucking watch it. I didn't really spoil anything. Yeah. I, I swear to you. But if you're out there and you're wanting to really look at somebody who was, I guess what he died he was 82 this week, so he did it last year when he was in it, already 80 at least. Yeah. It's amazing. And yeah. it's on Amazon Prime. I recommend it. So right before he got his like old age spurt, he was about 56 years old, and he did today's movie, which is Cop and a Half. Oh. Um, I'd say there's only about – well, no, you, you say it. You tell – what is your perspective? You texted me the other night. Oh, I was because <laughs> like, I thought it was uh, after I actually rewatched it because I haven't seen this since I was a kid and I don't think I really even sat yeah. through it. Right? You said <laughs> I was like, I'm exhausted and I don't have enough effort to do anything, which is probably exactly what Burt Reynolds was thinking with this movie. The whole I like, movie. I was just like, <sighs> everyone's like, okay, I guess the next scene. Yeah, okay, so. Um, even the first scene that I see him in, right? They actually give him like a classic, like Chevy SS, right? Where I'm like, okay, it's a little nod to like all the other classic cars he's driven, right? <laughs> but 
Yeah. He, even in the first scene that he's in, he's like, I'm not getting out of this car. I'm just going to chase you down the car. Yeah. And I was like, is this going to be the whole movie where he's just in a car? Like, yeah. he just didn't want to get out of the seat? Well, then he's also like, don't scuff the wax on my car. I just waxed it. And right. it's like, okay, but you just threw handcuffs across your car, too. So there's, can you figure out how you want to treat your car? There's a lot <laughs> going on. But, I mean, for for me... It's called Cop and a Half, but I don't even feel like half the effort was there yeah. on anyone's part, honestly. Um, I mean, it's the, it's basically the typical story of like one cop is stubborn and then he's got to do something that pushes his boundaries. And it's just... So, historically speaking, um, Kindergarten Cop was made in 1990. Okay. okay. This was supposed to... Originally, the script was for the sequel. Oh. Right? Could you imagine? <laughs> um, also, Kurt Russell turned down this role. Yeah, and I saw that. Yeah, there, uh, and it's just one of those things where, I, how many people did it get to before Bert was like, "Well, you know, yeah. I need to pay alimony." Oh <laughs> god! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. So, this was the last film that Henry Winkler uh, directed. Um, Henry Winkler, also the Fonz, mm-hmm. right? Um, or for those who are like, I don't know who the Fonz is. Um, he's the lawyer mm. on Arrested Development. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to give like people who don't know history a little bit more perspective lately. I thought you said <laughs> the last film he directed, as in like he died. <laughs> No, no, he just gave up and after I was like, this. Wait, how did he do a TV show after that? I was like, I don't. My brain like did, totally just skipped out on that one. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah the the you know the Fonz from Happy Days. Yeah, yeah. He directed this. Oh, um, happy Days. And this was the like the last film that he did. He did a couple television shows oh, after he that. He directed the TV series Clueless. That's terrible. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, there's no other major... And Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yes! Only two episodes. I don't care. <laughs> but, um, no, this is the only major motion picture that he ever directed, so it's the first and last major motion picture. And you can tell why. Um, like, right from the beginning, mm, no. the opening, the opening title sequence is just like letters on black. Yeah. The whole thing, right? To an Alan Silvestri score, actually. So you're like, oh, there might be hope. But no, this is like early Silvestri. It was very like... Well, it's all Silvestri. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, okay, am I watching? Like, what? Like, uh, Oh, gosh, what is that Adam Sandler one? Which one? <laughs> they all have those kind of soundtracks. Right. But I'm thinking of well, goes to back me... to school because he's dumb. Oh, Billy Madison. Yeah. 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 Like, this is a perky kid yeah. doing perky things. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> right? So, these. yeah. It's just, uh, it's not even also about the kindergarten cop connection because it is a sequel. Mm. Even the poster is almost identical. Yeah. Like, uh, I think in kindergarten cop, it's the kindergarten is written in like Crayola, right? And then cop. This one is cop. But then and a half is Crayola. So yeah. you're just like, okay. All right. Like, we get it. So um, the first shot of the movie is just like binoculars on a playground. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Too real. Ah. <laughs> I um, legit just forgot how all the movie was until you said that. And I was like, that's where we're at. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's basically, for some reason... Well, it's like a kid playing cops and robbers, and then one kid is, um, one kid is like 
trying to catch the other one and he goes on his walkie talkie and he's like I've got a view on him and a walkie talkie that looks like, like tape measures yeah tape measures and they're like super chrome but he's like I'm going in and then you just hear you're never gonna catch me <laughs> like yeah. oh you're just talking also, to the guy you're trying to catch I don't know in what world that they play cops and robbers in which the cops communicate with the robbers yeah. via radio <laughs> I know I was like oh god especially especially because this kid watches like Miami Vice and all the crime shows yeah. and stuff I'm like um, just hunt him right he because he this kid is extremely intelligent for eight years old oh yeah like, extremely he smart, smart. Yeah. Uh, he, he can pick up on things fast witty quippy right so I'm like and and he is really really down into the very much the minute details of cop role play. Yeah. So in this moment, I'm like, um, wrong. <laughs> what? Yeah. You'll never get me. Come yeah. back. What? Oh, you'll never get me, yeah. copper. That's right. So um, <laughs> remember the call signs. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget that. That's all we got going copper. for us. Right. Uh, and talk like it's 1920. <laughs> See. 1920s voice code. <laughs> He, uh, yeah, so eventually, like, he does chase the other kid into the school. And then he runs into the bathroom where that kid is, and that kid already got, like, apprehended by the bullies. I thought it was a different kid that got apprehended by the bullies. Ah. Uh, and the other kid just kind of, like, disappeared. So, okay. Because his best friend is, like, Mexican Fred Savage. Yeah. <laughs> and, he really is. Um, I thought that was the kid, and when they saw him, they're like, oh, let's get him instead. I thought it was just a random kid that they were pulling, like, okay. they were trying to get his money from. This film, I'm going to say it right now, is very, like, for me, it was all about, like, throwing things, establishing things that I was like, I never got anything prior to this, yeah. so I don't know what's going on or, like, how this happened a lot of times. Yeah. Like, whether it be, like... uh I don't know, bad guys that didn't know that they were there now just came out of nowhere with guns drawn like they had already heard something. Yeah. Like, that happens. I don't... There's a me, there's many times. So, in this scenario, we could be getting it wrong, guys. Yeah, and I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Like, this is not even... Um, here we go. My, here's my W's. Don't watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Show's yeah. over. Yeah. Um, he gives... Uh, the, the bullies go, give him... Go watch Boogie Nights instead. Yeah, really. That's a real watch comeback. Watch a good movie instead yeah. for God, once. That's a good movie, actually. Uh, yeah, so he gets a swirly, and then he goes outside, and the principal's like, Hey, why are you all wet? You sprayed me in the crotch with a squirt gun. Come on. And the kid... Like, it's the classic stupid trope that I always hate. Like, these kids gave me a swirly. Why are you mad at me? And he's like... Stop being just terrible as a child. And it's like, what are you going to... You literally... Also... Okay. okay mm. Sorry. This, this kid is, what, 11? And then his he's bullies... Eight. He's eight. Right. Okay. His bullies... His bullies look 15. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> is the grade school attached to a I high school? I don't understand this school. I don't Okay? Either. Because there's no chaperones other than this principal that happens to, like, run into him. Yeah. Right? As evidenced by... Two full-on henchmen criminals able to chase down an entire schoolyard worth of kids and nobody calls the cops or yeah. even, like, comes out to be like, what's going on here? Like, this is a school, I think, like, Lord of the Fly style. Yeah. Like, it's just run by the kids. We're and a really all they progressive are... <laughs> school. We don't believe in teachers or grades. Or teaching. Yeah. They're just out in the play yard learning, you know, the, the rules of, of the streets. Yeah. <laughs> like... And everyone makes fun of everyone. Even right? the ugly kid makes fun of the normal-looking children. Right? <laughs> like, shut up. What's wrong with you, kid? You're only going to be that side character for the rest of your life of, like, 
yeah, Jimmy sucks. Ha ha, laugh at Jimmy. Like that's moving on. So, um, Devin is our character's name. Yeah. Um, and Devin, uh, like we said, he is obsessed with police work and and things like that. And Devin happens to be going home. Does he witness? He witnesses Nick do his first apprehension, right? Yeah, it's Devin and his um his friend. Right. They so like, he hears on yeah. the radio because apparently he can get police broadcast on his little toy yeah, radio. Uh <laughs> no. <laughs> but only in the scene. Like I don't really it see it. It would have been easier if it was like, oh, a cop drove by. Like, do that. Like No, wait, no, he doesn't get the ra- he hears the police siren and immediately oh, is like, yeah, Oh, it's like, a code three. I'm like what a, how do you even I don't know what codes are now and I'm 35 years old. Yeah. <laughs> like never once have I seen CSI and like, wow, oh, code 3, here we go. The code V is for vomit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> code brown. And <laughs> No. <laughs> that's code, when you need to take yeah. a shit. Um <laughs> code. Uh-oh, that's when I already shit, but I didn't get to the a code. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> code. A code. Uh. Code. Oh no. <laughs> We all know that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they Code like ten two, number two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so they like find the cop chasing these bad guys. Mm-hmm. Somehow one of them's not in the car. Okay. So this is another thing where why is there this trope? And this happens all the time. Where like detectives somehow get to use their own super awesome sports car in car in in movies. I just, sorry, I just flashed over and I was like, imagine me as a detective using my own car and I'm like, I'm going to get you. And it's like a Prius that's like almost broken down. It doesn't even make down. noise. It's like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm coming up behind you with really great, efficient gas mileage. Yeah. Because it'll be like, I'll be at a stop sign and it's like, because it's like trying to shut off, but it's so old. Click, 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 click. <laughs> Such a stupid car. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> um get in i'll run i don't like why were they on foot (laughs) okay don't know because we're in the middle of this because then they're like a car appears out of nowhere and picks up one guy right were they doing a drug deal in a park also why are there drugs like i don't know but these are actually meth right these are all rocks uh it's cocaine is the final thing that they're actually dealing. They were blue that. rocks. Were they? Yeah, they were God, blue rocks know. and like plastic clear bullets. Sounds meth. I assume so. I, I don't know, but it is definitely the henchmen that yeah. are with us the whole movie. Yeah. That are dressed like they're like not at the Roxbury. Uh, it's literally yeah. like, a, like a maroon vest and a blue vest. And um, it's like a quirky thing where it's like, and our bad guys are going to be 70s blues and jazz themed. And then like. <laughs> Our hero is gonna be washed up and like I'm too tired. Super of this shit. washed like, up though, like as if they were like commenting on Bert's life at the moment, yeah. right? Well, so like, like I said, he's 56 making this film. Yeah, so he's he's chasing these bad guys through a park, I guess, and <laughs> he's like, you can you can't see Bert, but you like hear from him like I'm not getting out of this car. Yeah, Don't he's make on, me run. Has, I hate running. He has a... I'll never get out of this A loudspeaker car. installed yeah. in his Chevy SS, right? Yeah. He has a little bulb on top, the magnet hey, bulb that Chevy. you put. It's a Chevy. 
<laughs> it's a Chevelle. It's a Chevelle. It's a Chavis. Chavis. Oh, you drive a Sissis. Yeah. And we are yeah. done. Uh, so thanks for joining us this episode of Bones Away. We'll catch you next week with. Uh, welcome, welcome yeah. to Amateur Hour. Yeah, <laughs> we're done, guys. We that's all we to. got. Yeah. We 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 lasted a year. We did the live show. We're good. We're done. We're just fucking done. We hit our goals. <laughs> that's about it. Right? You didn't have any long term. Yeah. Long term was to survive. What if we legit ended an episode <laughs> and we're just like we just didn't care, and then we just shut it off at thirty minutes, and people are like, "That's weird." Was that a shorty? Yeah. It's shorter than the shorties. What's happening? Yeah. How did they manage that? That's almost impossible for those two. Oh, my God. They talk about everything but the movie when they hate the movie. Well, it's an awful true. tribute to Burt Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it started off Poor really Bert. strong. All of a sudden, it's like, Burt's back as a zombie. He's super angry at someone, and he just keeps saying, bombs away. <laughs> but We're like, what? Does he have PTSD? What's what? happening? How's he back to life? It's so funny, too, because that's another thing is like, Bert as a uh, at least in his later career in this film too it's like Bert just seems like an angry old bastard yeah. <laughs> right but like everybody including on that last film is like the sweetest man who would like literally oh. like go out of his way to like walk up to you even when he could not walk and be like oh. how's your day going like oh. how, like it's just like yeah. wow the, the the Bert on screen versus Bert in real life is just the funniest thing like to me the dichotomy there um also historically the only person that like um was on johnny carson and was invited to literally come back the next night and just do it again because johnny carson had so much fun with oh that's yeah. so cute yeah what a All cool right. dude back like, to something that's not a cool is dude. the last movie star yeah like when you really think about it oh yeah you know like somebody who's like survived the classic era and still was considered like wow that is like stardom you know nowadays it's just like eh. famous people pop out of our butts left and right yeah. that's how babies are born right they pop out of butts Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, oh, yes. God, I'm glad I got that right. No. So be careful yeah. next time you you dive in. Butt babies. Yeah. It is uh, a thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I was told about it. Uh, like, I was told you can't just do anal and get away with it. You like it'll happen still. They'll it's creep really, in. In general, it's just a shitty situation. Moving on. Yeah, it sounds like that too after. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to a city situation. Moving on. So then like Bert basically like levels one dude and starts chasing the other. Um, we're we're like three minutes in. The yeah, film, by the way. <laughs> and then like the bad guy's car comes and picks up one of the henchmen. The other henchman like starts j- jumping fences, and Bert's like, "I don't jump, I don't run." Gets back in his car and just starts driving through yards. This is where I already identify with your what you sent me, where I was just like, "He's like, I don't run, I don't." Oh god! And he steps in like jump. steps in like, like dog shit, yeah. like right off the bat. I'm like, whoops! <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is our yeah. life. Like, I just don't, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, too tired. That's how I felt for like the past yeah. month. Uh, yes. And so then eventually, yeah, he apprehends the guy, and he's like, "These are your drugs." And the guy's like, "No, they're not." And he's like, "Get in my car." He handcuffs him in the front, and then like doesn't put him in his car. He just like zip ties him to the door handle, and then yes. makes the guy walk next to him. And is already like. Peeling out at what looks to be like 40 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. The guy's like, oh, Bert. <laughs> Bert. Because <laughs> I can't remember his character's Nick, name. Nick. But, okay. yeah. 
He's like, Nick, don't do this. Yeah, but he already knows I, the guy's name. Right. Which I was like, because have you been in and out a few times? It's more than likely a situation where he keeps chasing down these guys and yeah. he can't tag them with anything. Yeah. Like that's, you can't pin them on anything. And he's probably trying to find their boss. Yeah. And just can't. So right? then, but this is all yeah. stuff that like we need to kind of just assume and mm-hmm. go along with. It's never like their relationship isn't very well defined, and not no relationships are well defined in this film, including like his like what seems to be his black partner, but also isn't his black partner, yeah. right? The other detective. But then that's all forgotten about because, by the way, we're talking about a different detective that is halfway through the movie. That's like some goofy white guy that tells him the story of his actual partner that died. Oh, I. Must have not paid attention. Yeah, he's like, look, he never gets close to anybody because his partner, eight years ago, died on a drug bust, right? And part of you's like, okay, is that going to come back? And, like, literally the final bad guy is going to be like, I killed your partner. Nope. It's only to tell the kid that he's not getting close to him because of that. Or maybe because he's a fucking kid. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And the fact that, like, there's a line in here that the guy refers to when – so basically – Guys, we're going to go all over the place here. Yeah. But um, the plot of the movie is kid witnesses a murder yeah. and then wants to basically quid pro pro the cops. And- quid pro quo. Right. You go quid pro pro. <laughs> the old quid pro pro. Yeah. And <laughs> is like, I'll tell you the information of what I saw and who murdered him if you let me like, you know, ride along with you and be a cop. Right. Yeah. That's the plot of the movie. Right. But there's a line in there where they're like, he's like, kid, why do you want to be a cop? Like, look at this guy. Like, he's like, um, he's like bad back, bad marriage, bad, you know, bad life. Right. And I'm like, oh, no, this guy's just been like through everything. Yeah. Like, it has nothing to do with this like dead partner that comes like, I, I kid you not. He's just an hour tired. 10 into the yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. So. So it took a while to get to a lot of points in the film. Yes. So basically, like, <laughs> oh, also he hit in 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 when he was trying to apprehend that guy and ran through the fence. He like opened his driver's side door and yeah. hit the guy, and there's a full on body dent on that same cut. And then it literally comes over to that scene, and that door oh, is fine. God. Continuity, I, right? And also, but. Just like in Smoking the Bandit, where they run through an entire like bleachers section of a baseball and, like, field, no damage, to no the car. damage yeah. to the car. Same here, runs through like multiple fences, wooden backyard fences, yeah. nothing. Yeah, those support nothing. posts would probably stop you from doing that. Oh sure. Uh, yeah. So he does apprehend the guy, and then um, basically it shows the kid go home, and he talks with his grandma, and his, he only lives with his grandma. We don't know what happened to his parents. Nor does it point. matter. Yeah. His grandma's a nurse, and she goes into work, and then he, um, so he, the little kid sees he sees the car, yeah. that he saw earlier that picked up those people, right? Yeah, um, he has a license plate, and I, because I was gonna ask you this, but now that I think about it, because like I'm like, why didn't he just use the license plate? Because it would just lead back to the same guys that he has nothing on. I, I yeah. remember that. The henchman. Um, what? The henchman. Yeah. Like, they don't mean anything. They're trying to catch the boss, yeah. right? So he actually winds up somehow on bicycle following them following to that car all the, the way. shipyard. I don't. Okay. What? <laughs> I was waiting to ask you this, right? So the main bad guy 
who is Vinnie Fontaine, right? What is happening here? He constantly sings like <laughs> doo-wop songs or jazz songs. I don't know the difference. He's just... Like, <laughs> and then he's also wearing like zoot suits. No, he's not wearing zoot suits. No, uh, he's, he's wear- just like, wearing like 70s fashion. Um, I don't know because he, like he kind of like wants to be Elvis in a way. Yeah. Right? But he's wearing like... um. Yeah, 70s zoot jacket, but then bolo ties. Yeah. Right? Which bolo ties are always a good thing for our show. And, but then also, there's one scene where he's in like in his own sound booth because he wants to be a, a singer, a I musician. Guess. But he actually doesn't no sound great. No, know. he doesn't. But then also, like, but he's got music out. Yeah. But, but what seems like nobody really knows who he is, like in the outside world. But bad guys seem to think he's like famous. Yeah, <laughs> where they're like, "I love all your work. I'm dying to hear like more." And you're like, "What?" But then he's also like, his he's sense also of like fashion, a neat freak too. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, I hate germs. Don't come near me." And it's like, "Okay, shut up. I was gonna kill you myself, but too messy." And then he's like wearing like a Joseph and the Technicolor dream coat like yeah. robe at one point. But then he's also, um. He's got a weird sense of like interior decoration because like one time it's like it looks like a leather barber shop, but then his other office looks like a tiki room. Yeah. <laughs> but then he also has a sound booth. Like nothing makes any sense. And all the drugs they're smuggling are through instruments. Yeah. When at first I was gonna question that, but I'm like, well, he's a music guy, yeah, so, and like, at I that point, connect. Once the instruments were introduced, which is like in the last 10 minutes of the film, I stopped questioning things like yeah. that. But oh, I stopped questioning a lot. Earlier. All of this is in one person and one character persona, mm-hmm. right? But he's got four henchmen that are straight up like 90s mob henchmen, yeah. right? Like with their suits and they're like, hey, boss. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you're just like, what is happening? It's. <sighs> What is happening? And then he's the one to complain, like where he's like, "Can I, can I stop doing things in a warehouse?" And you're yeah. like, "Well, then stop doing things in a warehouse." But yeah. then also, so basically, the guy who Nick did arrest, right, mm-hmm. um, is there, and they're like, "You're a stoolie, you're a stool pigeon," yeah. and uh, they tie him to a chair, and I guess off screen dunk him in the water and drown him, yeah. right? But then the cops just show up. Did they? Because I don't know. Oh, okay. So the little kid does witness it. Right. He gets some information, writes it down. And I assume the little kid just called, called it, in? it in. Okay. And he's like, someone's dead. Come here. But once again, yeah. another, we have to assume this. Yeah. I don't know. Right? Yeah. But then if they do, if this is the henchman's hideout, yeah. did nobody question them? Right. Like, they just show up to the warehouse. Yeah. That the body's there. I guess find the body. Wouldn't the first thing be like, we should talk to... Let's look around the grounds. Like, Yeah. Now, in the henchman's defense, they have a really good facade. It's a bunch of crates. You have to that like, if walk you... through a crate to get into it. Right. Yeah, and then you're cool. in the drug lab. Yeah. But also, like, if I was a police officer and I walked into this warehouse and was like... So what's going on here? You got like a sound booth. Yeah. <laughs> you got a you got very a, concerned. Got a tiki hut over here. Uh, hey. And uh <laughs> Are you famous? Do you so wanna the, be famous? Yeah. 
But I don't know what's they, going on. It's definitely nighttime, and they take the kid back, and it seems like they're interrogating him for hours because the kid won't tell him information. He's like, quid pro quo. Well, now I can't say it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Quid pro quo. Quid and pro quo? Like, it keeps happening, and he's like, I want to get something out of it, too. And he's like, I want to be a cop. And it's just like this whole thing for a while. Eventually, the grandma comes in, and then Burt Reynolds is like, I've had it with this kid. I'm going to string him up, and I'm going to drag him along my car, and then I'm going to kill him. And I was like... Don't really mention he... like anything m- remotely close to lynching <laughs> around black people. It's like t- so wrong. Oh, That's so inappropriate. Especially as a police Bert. officer. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> yeah. You're like digging your own. Um, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> like, oh God. Um, and then like the grandma standing behind him, and she's there's like this is his grandma, and she's like we're leaving, and I was like oh God. But it eventually it does play out. He the little kid gets to go on like a ride along with him for a day and really nothing happens on that first ride along. Well, that's the thing is, too, is that there are pretty much two in this film. There's two like Nick and Devin like days right before the two of them get split up, like split apart. They like have a falling out. Right. And I'm like. Should I give a shit? Yeah, I didn't really care either. Yeah. So then, like, what happens, basically? Okay, so in the, in the ride-along, there's a purse snatcher. Oh, I was going to skip over it because it's a stupid thing. Well, I just – I had a question because I had a note about it is that, like, okay, so there's this purse snatcher that is, like, like basically there's a guy with a purse that's running and trampling over people. Like, he's running erratically, and then Devin's like, look, a purse snatcher, and, like, chases after them, and it's a whole on-foot chase scene. Yeah. Right? And then it's a, a case of mistaken, like, not identity, but mistaken, like, crime yeah. where he's like, you know, I had to get this purse to my wife before she got on the bus, and I'm like – what the fuck do you live in comparison to this bus stop? Yeah, right, <laughs> like, true. that was weird. Yeah. Right? And then there's the other thing where um, uh, the person forgets there's a there's a person – there's a white, woman up on a, a windowsill. She's throwing plates down at this guy. Oh, yeah. And it's because he forgot their anniversary. And Devin has a scene in which he, like – Somehow gets into the apartment up above while Nick is trying to defuse yeah. the situation from below and talks her down, right? But I look at the – like, casting is weird in this film because yeah. you look at this guy and you're like – he looks like a more overweight George Costanza who somehow has this amazingly he gorgeous like- woman – there, uh, <laughs> I can't remember this cartoon, but there's a cartoon with the guy that's like bald on top, and I'm pretty sure it's voiced by it's the critic. It's John Lovitz. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it. it stunk. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I hated it. He was in Rat Race too, right? John Lovitz. I'm thinking of the guy from Rat Race. Okay, you know the dad that um they're driving the uh they accidentally show up to the like the Jewish thing, but they accidentally are driving a Nazi car, but they're like <laughs> the cigarette. I watched it a lot as a kid. I thought it was funny. But the cigarette lighter like flies in his mouth and he gets burnt. But then there's also like black lipstick on the steering wheel. So he hit it and he's got like a Hitler mustache and he's like, <laughs> like, and it just sounds really bad and it looks terrible. I don't remember that person. In I don't know. Yeah. I, we'll get there eventually someday. So, maybe. Yeah, rat race. yeah, probably. That's a bad one. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, yeah, no. He looks like <laughs> this actor looks like Wayne Knight. If, like, he lost all his hair. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. 
God, I love Wayne. I was watching that the other day. He was like, I know no, you were. Please. It's every day. Yeah. <laughs> I've had it with this hacker bullshit. Coming up later this month. What, Jurassic Park? Hackers. Oh, hackers. He goes, I've had it with this hacker bullshit. We'll throw it back. Uh, yeah. uh, uh. Uh, uh, uh. I would love that. Yeah. If that was just in there. Oh, yeah, so, throw it back. I, I just wanted to point yeah. out that there's like really strange casting choices yeah. and you're just like, uh, uh, try. Okay. Yeah. Just try a little bit, Winkler. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so then, hey, yeah. Basically, the first day ends, and Kevin is talking with his Devin is talking with his friend, and they're going to the the, the, oh, the store. Oh, in which I wrote, never should anyone, especially a kid, have to say the line out loud. Let's go grab a ding dong. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Says it nonchalant. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, they go and then they see like the bad guys' cars and they're like, oh no. But then the bullies are also there. Which also, like, if you're a kid and you think, oh, it's cool to bully by smashing up someone's car. This is what I wrote. I was like, fuck up. Even because basically. Even the mob would take a gun to your head. Devin recognizes the car. I did like Devin's move, though, of it. Yeah. He recognizes the car and is like, do what you want to me, but please don't hurt my grandma's car. Yeah. Right? And you're like, okay, they're going to smash the grandma's car. But then I wrote down, I said, even if this was grandma's car, you'd go this far as a bully? Right? Like, <laughs> like that's an offense. That is like, you go to juvie for that. Yeah. Which, it, also, if you do that to a mobster, you don't go to juvie for that. No. <laughs> you sleep with the fishes. Yeah. That was me being a mobster. Oh yeah, not I like great. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, gay mobster. <laughs> <laughs> Just do a little hand thing. Hey, forget about it. Okay, so listen. <laughs> I was thinking today we off this guy, and then mm, Wine Wednesday. <laughs> yes, no, yes, no. Try- yes, it's a yes. Okay. <laughs> Settled. I, I'm so, going to get the one. You know the super wide ties? Let's just do yeah. away with those. I like a slim... T- Actually, you know what? Bow ties. <laughs> Bow ties, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. This is great. I love it. Maybe the whole thing. God, game up. You came to me on the day of like yeah. my boyfriend's wedding. and <laughs> I actually used to call the gay cliques in my college because it was like there were enough gay people that like there were gay cliques. And I called them the gay mobs and the gay mafias. And uh, I was, but the cool thing is I wasn't part of one, but I like knew all of them and they knew like of me. So I was like the Lone Ranger of like, oh, that's Jarrett, like walking along on his own gay self, like, (laughs) and I'm like, hey guys, I'm in this bar again, alone, dancing with no one. I'm sorry. I had this whole image of, have you seen the first Godfather? Yeah. A long time ago. You know, the, the, the end montage, uh, spoiler alert out there, (laughs) but, uh, you know, the end montage where like basically, uh, he's having his child baptized. And while that's all happening, he's putting a hit on all the families that that tried to kill his father. Yeah. Right. And it's just like one guy is like in a barber chair and gets his throat slashed. Another one's like going in the, uh, the spindle, like, you know, door, the revolving door. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and no, it's Coppola. Coppola. Sorry. Okay. It's yeah. One of, Fuck. Uh, those are the Damn two it. that I'm always like, I don't know. They have really long, confusing movies. Uh, yeah. That, that's the point where somebody just turned us yeah. off <laughs> if I didn't get there right. They don't get 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, if they didn't see three, I'd have a, I wouldn't have a problem. But I can't um, even count that. But high. no, what I just imagine, I just imagine you. And like I don't know, you're somewhere else. But then you put a I'm hit. I'm in a gay club, and it's like, like <laughs> drinking something, and all the other guys. And are there's like, like there's a guy like teaching Zumba, and like <laughs> just gets gunned down. I would get there's him a- off. <laughs> there are some days where I'm like, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> He's a close friend, so we can get angry at each other. But goddamn it, Zumba. Just <laughs> he doesn't even listen. He supports us, but he doesn't listen. No, I just I just <laughs> Zumba was one of them. But like yeah. I had all these sitting. <laughs> It was like a guy at musical practice and a piano wire snaps and slits his throat. Uh, <laughs> like, I like this. I love the game. My fair know. lady. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. The gay mafia. There's one like picking out something like in the, the wine section like ooh and then a jumbo bottle just falls off the top shelf and takes them out. Uh, what's a Trader Joe's? Yeah. Just- <laughs> Someone's choked with like um I don't know. Something gay. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, feather boa? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's actually, it would literally, like, that whole scene would be happening, and I would be sitting alone in my home, drinking wine, Just listening to Abba, cat. petting my cat. <laughs> and I'd be like, dancing queen. Or actually, it would be, um, it would be, does your mother know? And it'd be like, oh. my family doesn't know my secret <laughs> life. But like everyone's like, oh, your family doesn't know? And I'm like, oh, they know I'm gay, but they don't know like I run them off. Yeah. <laughs> take it nice and slow. Does your mother know? <laughs> take it easy. Take it easy. That's the best ABBA song. And if you disagree, I'll fight you on it. There you go. I'll put a head out. So cop and a half. Back in a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, the bullies smash up the car and then the guys come on. They're like, ah, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then they just like push the kids off and then they're like, shit. And they leave. And that's right? it. So um... then the kid goes back home and the grandma's like, oh, where have you been? The school counselor, the new school counselor is here to talk to you. And it's so this the is where guy. I had a question yeah. where I'm like, I guess Vinny is just bad guy famous. Like bad right? guys know him. But, like, nobody else knows him. But then also, like... I didn't think he was famous at all. Why show your face at all? Yeah. Well, because he wanted to know if the kid recognized him or not. Because, like, no one had come for him yet. So he's like, "Uh uh-oh. So he's like, I got to go, like, take some checks. And if he does recognize me, I'll just kill a child and his grandma. Yeah. But so then the little kid recognizes him by his shoes. But also screams grandma, like, immediately as he shuts the yeah, door. Yeah. Like, I'm like, give it a second, yeah. shithead. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And but then they then, go into, like, protective custody. <laughs> okay. Because this is the thing is, you they've only had one interaction, him and Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Right? So... Like, this escalated, like, they should have had at least two days of ride-along with, like, yeah. better hijinks than they did, Yeah, you know? And they just didn't. So there's no reason for for Nick to care about this kid, really. Oh, yeah. Like, he's already like, why the hell do I have to do this? Why me? And it's like, yeah, why him? I Yeah. You know, then, like, they clearly didn't get along. Why would you go the, the extra like, mile you now? you need it. I'm like, okay, right? sure. And then, um, but also, so now... He's seen the bad guy. Why not pull that book of mug shots back out? Yeah. Never happens. No. Right? Because if not, we wouldn't have the rest of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, uh, Burt Reynolds gets the kid to go to sleep by reading him baseball statistics, can I guess. We, can we first, just because I need to, maybe you have a different perspective on it, 
the pissing scene. <gasps> oh my god! What Bert happened? Reynolds exposed his penis to a child. <laughs> yeah, I think he actually did. Yeah. Was I was like, like, what do you think about that kid? Ninety-three. He probably <laughs> was like, oh, I'll just pee on him. It's fine. I know how to act. But like, what happened there? Okay, because like I looked away and looked back, and Burnt Reynolds was peeing on an, an eight-year-old black kid. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so That's to, just, to set up the for scene for anybody at home, um, uh, the kid is brushing his teeth, and Burt Reynolds decides to just whip it out and stand up and piss next to him, right? Because he's which, a man. Dicks right. don't matter. We all got them. Nah, right? Is what I tell straight guys, and then they're like, you're right. And then I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter if I suck it either. That's a full-on lie. I've never sucked a straight man's dick. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is this a goal? No, it's too much. I can't convert a straight guy. Can't get him into the mafia? No, because then like, you suck it once, and then they're like, oh, wow, that's a lot better than my girlfriend. Like, you think you could do that again? This is just a fantasy, because you've never done this. No, I've heard too <laughs> many stories about it. Okay. Too many. God damn. Don't care about it. Eh, they Nothing. were gay all along then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they had the thoughts and feelings for it. Right. They just didn't know it was an option because society told them it was an, an option. Sure. Basically. Sure. If you've got curiosity, who cares? We've all got it. Get on Grinder and just figure it out. I'm always curious. No. No, no. no. That, that <laughs> was a weird thing to like set up for. Sorry. No, I'm always curious as to like... Every, cause every once, every week or so, like, I'll actually reach out to, like, with a post or something on, like, one of the group forums that our show, like, I advertise our show on, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot, right? Yeah. And then we do episodes like this where it's like hardcore gay, <laughs> right? And the majority of, of these groups are like, just like straight male, like, I know, where you know? like, this is my podcast about beer and cigarettes, and we sometimes <laughs> talk about Baseball. And then you're like, ah, sucking a straight dude's dick. Yeah. There was <laughs> one podcast that gave us a review, and I was like, you probably listened to our episode, and we're like, I don't know a gay man. I didn't know they could be on a podcast. I thought that was illegal. They, like, they, they said fun things. It was almost a year ago, so I think I can say at this point that sure. they're not listening, and... It was just a struggle listening to their podcast. Yeah. I was like... I know the one you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> straight like, dudes with straight comedy. Yeah. It was... Okay. And this is the thing. If you don't know what straight comedy is... Um, Listen to me. No. See, that's not the thing. But like, you've got like actual comedy. Straight well, comedy Well, I have is, very like, self-depreciating and that helps. Yeah, and that's fun. Uh, straight comedy is basically like... You say a joke, but then you say it three times over just to be like, haha, everyone heard it, right? You heard my joke. You heard my joke. Hear it again. And it's just kind of like, at that point, you're like beating me over the head with your mm-hmm. comedy, and it's not funny anymore. It's sure. just you wanting attention. It's just you thinking that you deserve attention, which is what most straight men, not like most, there's a good amount of straight men that think that they deserve more because society, of course, cares for straight men. I mean, to be fair, like you, that assessment is right. Like the other night, um, not to go on another tangent. Sorry, we're talking about I am. I have, which is funny that we're here, but I do want to hear this No, but too. like the other night, I actually, I threw a joke out, right, that I knew one person had heard prior, right? Yeah. But then I wound up reusing it, right? Um, hey, a good joke's a good joke. Right. But then to the person that I knew had heard it now twice, I went, I'm sorry, I apologize, I will not use it a third tonight. Right. And that was it. But like the yeah. fact is like you're absolutely right. Like there's this. Well, see, like, like I love I tell stories. Yes. And so like I'll reuse my story jokes when I'm telling the story to someone new. Well, and it's different. like, well, you've already heard the story. So I'm just going to like. Hey, you over there. Yeah. Tune out. Yeah. Cover yours. <laughs> you know the ending. Right. 
unless you think it, I might have ridden it better this time. <laughs> then yeah. listen. Um, right. So cop and a half. <laughs> um, one jaws four. Jo- <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember because <laughs> I just don't care, right? I almost forgot about We're the, there. the rating system. Yeah. Um. No, I just okay. Back to the pissing scene. Like it just yeah. doesn't make any sense. He whips it out in front of like the kid. And the kid's right? like and brushing kid's, his teeth. The kid's like, "Oh my god, yes, swords!" I uh, like, "Let's play swords." Is that and what you're he like, said? Yes. Yes. Okay, so that kid has right? had some child on child molestation, right? And he's like, "No, I know, I know, my friend, um, like Bobby, he does it, like, and like he's got like uh, a big one or something like that." And you compare, and Bert's like, "We're not comparing." Like he's straight up like, "No." I miss right? this entire scene. Right? I thought that he was talking about like how to do like a good cop thing. I'm and so how to upset that this. you missed it because I needed an explanation of right after this, the kid is talking, right? Yeah, and then there's just like this like. And it's 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 literally like the piss sound going into the bowl stops becoming a stream, and it's just like right. And the kids like like it looks up the bird, and birds like sad, and the kids like sorry, right? It I was mid whatever the kid was talking about, and I'm like, what happened? Well, no, because the it, he turned and distracted Bert, and then I thought it was because the Bert peed on the kid, and the kid was like, oh, sorry, I distracted you, and you peed on your floor. Yes, Slash right. On me. But I'm like. How did this happen? Because part of me was like, did he have like, like half mast, and then that went down, and the aim went off? Like, <laughs> what happened? I hope he like, wasn't any sort of hard he, around a child. Did, did he have like, did he have like some some like dried up pre cum on there, and it was like actually doing Pew! like a yeah, yeah. A split stream, and then it finally made into one acrobatic like, pee. Damn, I'm glad somebody else knew that. Other people were like, I don't know what that is. Like, I made that joke oh, one no, more. That's a whole thing. That's a thing. Yeah, someone didn't know what that so, is. I think somebody's bullshitting me. Who's like, yeah. I'm embarrassed to talk about these. That's kind like of things. when guys are like, "Oh, I don't watch porn." And yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. You just fat <laughs> thinking like, "Good, I love this girl." Like, shut up, <laughs> liar. I love this one. I saw on Tinder. Yeah. I saw some boobs the other day in a magazine. They were really covered up, but let me tell you, they was just they were nice. They were perky. I could imagine uh, what the areola might look like, but um. You know, I didn't want to go that far. I didn't want to violate. All right, guys. I think this is inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> There's like two people uh, that listen. They're like, their holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Cop and half okay. is the best episode for me only. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So then they like, they, they're still trying to find this guy named Bobo, which doesn't make any sense. There's like the name they have is Bobo. And like something is like a drug. Also, a drug Bobo, Bobo was also the name of the Wayne Knight character by the way yeah and they didn't look into that at all and i was like they just glossed over that and i was like oh, shit, whatever <laughs> yeah so then they go to a uh they go to a a sketchy bar okay. so what happened no i don't know not yet next. nope nope so at this point oh they go to bed they go to bed he reads them a ba- a story out of the newspaper about like the Baltimore Orioles, like, and that's the only reason I remember yeah. it is because he said Baltimore Orioles. Um, and he's literally reading them, like, what a play-by-play of what happened at a game in the newspaper. The kid he's like, falls asleep because it's so boring. Mm-hmm. And he's yep. tired of the movie. And and we all were at this point. Bert um, goes to bed. He's like... <sighs> yeah, and then, like, Bert hears something in the middle of the night. He He's gun-happy, I guess. 
and well, points he grabs he, his, I could understand where he is coming from. Well, like, yeah, like the kid's already people, like, like on witness protection now. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, no, it's fully justified. But they turn the scene back on him, kind of yeah. making him feel bad. So basically, Bert's like going around the house in the dark, like trying to figure out who it is. He finally like, like comes face to face with the child, points the gun in the child's face. Right, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. pull the trigger. I know. Like, <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the end of that movie? <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. Well, I mean, we're living. It's just in the called end of Cop. That. No, I was like, <laughs> just... I was like, there's a lot of names that we could call it. It is just called Present Day. <laughs> it's called. I hate Cop. I don't. I don't. I'm not finishing that statement. Yeah, cops do good things. Cops are good people, but there are some that give them all bad names. Mm-hmm. Um, do some better to make up for those. That's all I'll say. Also, don't defend them. Cop and an alibi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he reached for the gun. Yeah, what gun? The yeah. one right here. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Anyway, he points he points a gun in the kid's face. The kid had oh, like an entire like uh, carafe of milk. Yeah. I don't know what was going on there, but drops I, on the ground, and then he's like, "I, I just was just thirsty for some milk," and like. This is where Burt Reynolds just like is super sweaty too. So it's like it Burt just seems Reynolds like had some sort of sweat issue. I swear, <laughs> he either loved. Well, this to is what happens control when it. you're in Tampa filming. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, with what probably was summer. Yeah, but um, yeah, this is a part where I'm like, no, pull that trigger. Like, fuck this kid. Like, this kid is blackmailing you. Yeah, you know for. For like all this, and now you're in way too over both of your heads. Yeah, and and now I'm supposed to feel sorry that he like was actually a good oh, policeman and was trying to protect them. No, not at all. He's manipulative. I didn't like it. Yeah, he's like a less endearing Macaulay Culkin, who was offered this role, by the way. Oh, uh-huh. hmm. yeah, but he's just a he's yeah. a less endearing kevin McAllister without the pranks or tricks or anything he's just he's got that tongue to him but nothing else about him is likable which mm, nothing's likable to me i hate kelvin kevin McAllister too oh yeah i'm like you ungrateful piece of shit go up to that parents disappear right (laughs) i hate him buzz (laughs) your girlfriend woof that's my favorite line like and i can't tell like let's save this for christmas but i will like let's put a pin in it but uh, I would love to have no, a debate. It's not bad. Huh? I, no, it's not oh. bad. But I would love to have a debate on like literally how much of a piece of shit Kevin McAllister is. And then in return, though, how much of a piece of shit, like not as much his mom, but his dad. His dad is a horrible person. Oh, that entire family oh, is yeah, a worst. garbage family. Yeah. Where Even the like, mom is what like, you did, you little jerk. And it's like, it's a child. Go right? easy. Yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, but no, the dad is As like, we just said, pull the trigger on this fucking kid. <laughs> yeah. So, God, um, but you know what? This would have actually been a decent movie if the kid was given a de- decent ending. If you no. got shot in the face. Well, yeah. Would've but no, this would have been a decent movie yeah. if the kid was given maybe some Home Alone-style antics to yeah. do to the criminals. Like, yeah. I don't know. The criminals are just... I mean, I feel like... The wet bandits. Worse. The wet bandits I seem, like, intelligent, bandits. but just yeah. kept running into, like, bullshit. Yeah. You know? Just These, a shitty child. Yeah. Um, so... No, the wet bandits actually were really bad at being bandits. Eh, one of them. <laughs> yeah. Joe Pesci's pretty damn good. He just, like, 
He was held back. Yeah. By, like, you could have like picked a lot podcast. of other criminals. Huh? What? What? I didn't say that. Well, but which one? I is... don't know. <laughs> At this point, I you really were me. don't know. You were me. That's <laughs> oh, shit. It's me. It's me. We need a third so we yeah. can blame it on them. <laughs> Too late. Oh, we already pulled that card. Right? Um, yeah. Okay. So then, yes. Um, Devin gets... Oh, Devin even rhymes with Kevin. That's bad. Mm, okay. Right? So Devin gets placed with the the goofy dad cop is like oh he's got kids he can take care of them and they're right isn't that next no you're you're yeah. you're right on you look so confused no because i'm i'm following my notes okay um because because this is where i wrote why should i care about devin and nick being split up their relationship yeah. is surface level at best oh they have zero relationship it's not anything right so um yeah, so they're doing like speed radar on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And this is where he tells him about him having a partner eight years ago yeah. that died. And Devin's like, cool, that guy was going pretty fast. He was going 38 and a 35. Mm-hmm. And the cop's like, all right, pull him over. And okay. it just so happens to be, but also like you can get like five minutes above the speed limit and it's fine. This is the part where I wrote, we no, live, we no longer live in a world of reality in this film. Yeah. Like, it was okay for him to be on a ride-along. Yeah. Right? But now we live in a world which we pull over a car and then allow an eight-year-old kid to approach a vehicle unidentified. Yeah. And and proceed to go through the entire traffic stop with just a guy, like, off in the distance being like, you got this. And it's his, uh, it's his principle that earlier was like, if I don't discipline you, you won't learn, basically. But he's also not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's not wrong at all. Right? Like, the principal is actually not a bad dude. Like, he well, just kind of got it wrong in, in their first scene. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, they, yeah, they make the principal. It would be one thing if the principal was like, I don't know, Gilbert Godfrey from Parent Child. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Problem Child, not Parent Trap. You said parent child. Parent child. I'm parent child. Well, you ever seen Parent Child? It's yeah, it's called Big. It's, it's called all of nineties. Oh. <laughs> it's parent child. We went for two different things. Yeah. I know what you meant. Yeah, big. Yeah, but there's no because he's a he, But he's, he's not older. a parent. I know, but that's the thing. I don't care. <laughs> parent child. Just like this movie. Hey, I'm parent child. I yeah. slept well no wait. He does indeed in big sleep with an adult woman. <laughs> so if she then got pregnant, big too. Parent child. That's an insanely <laughs> fucked up movie. Yeah, it is. I don't like that. She, but she, yeah, she. I want to. I. But she uh, also oh was a kid that turned into an adult, and that's why they connected so well. Can we just that. like go on fucked up scenarios for a show Jeez, or two? Yeah. Like because that's another one where it's like she eventually does know that he's a child. I want to know what her psyche is for the rest of her life. <laughs> She's a Chester Chester child molester. <laughs> She's Yikes. like, I can't work for this toy company anymore. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't know about children. Uh, mm, oh uh-oh. God, Ryan Murphy, hire me. Yeah, because that's the, that's her. By the way, <laughs> wait, isn't that Sarah Paulson? Oh, I didn't think so, but I, I don't thought know. so. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. Who I cares? haven't seen Big in decades. Yeah, so. I haven't seen Big or anything Ryan Murphy's done yeah. in years. Um. I might be wrong. So, yeah, just put that little like asterisk note in there. Yeah, I might be wrong. Don't kill me. Um, yeah. So they pull it over to us anyway. I know. No one cares. Just void yelling. Actually, somebody somebody made a correction the other day. I just can't remember it. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
Great, thanks. Um, yeah, so he does the whole thing with the principal and then sends him on his way. And as he's walking back, uh, miraculously, Bert is like, he sees, um, he sees, Bert is like driving over a bridge near them and sees him and is like, oh, look, the Here kid. it is again. This is another thing where yeah. I'm like, was this movie a victim of editing? Like, Bert is just there on an overpass being yeah. like, look out, kid! Yeah. And you're like, where did you come from? It's like the henchman trying to run him over. Bert, like, slides down a hill and creates sparks with his heels, which I was like, Whoa. Full on sparks with his cowboy yeah. boots. Right? Grabs the kid. They fly off the side of the road. There's also and cowboy ma- boots mitts. in jeans. Yeah. Like that thing. Snake cowboy right? boots. Snake it's like skin. red shirt, whether it be t-shirt or button-up shirt, and jeans and cowboy boots. It's yeah. like... We've seen this a million times, actually. Yeah. Like, it's a weird... You're it's like, tired. why is this that movie the is thing? Tired. Right? Yeah. Just like him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, saves and, the kid, and then they're like, we gotta catch so these What people. is your theory? Because if if indeed this was supposed to be edited that way, was he following the kid in order to get... Like, I think so. Basically, just catch the guys in the act of pro- trying to I think he was just him? following the kid, because he's like, well, I gotta still make sure he's okay, because I told his grandma I would... I don't know. I don't either. But he's just, it's just there. There's yeah. not even a cutaway right prior to being like he's in a bush watching, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so inappropriate. There's just, you don't put children and adults together. <laughs> no, you never it do. It seems very scary. Right. Unless they're, like, related. Well, no, to be fair, Kindergarten Cop's an amazing, funny movie. Yeah. So, I don't know how three years later we could get it so wrong. It is not the Tuma. <laughs> it's such a great movie. Yeah. Right, I like. I can't even remember Kindergarten Cop, but I remember it's not the Duma. <laughs> Who is like, your daddy, yeah. and what does he do? <laughs> remember, like when he was pregnant. Yeah, it's Junior. Yeah, yeah we'll do it one day. Oh. I promise you. Oh, that's a cute one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so this is where I'm like, I don't know. There's a bar fight scene because they're trying to find someone named yep. Bobo, but then like, so the that kid really doesn't matter. So let's run that down real quick, just for fun, because like. I don't understand where they got the Bobo information for them to be like, yep, time to the go to this bar. The kid overheard the word Bobo, and for some reason, Burt Reynolds is like, this bar has a lot of sketchy people. Probably Bobo's here. I mean, there's a guy that is, like, nerdy that rides up in a motorcycle, and all the other motorcycle people are like, fuck you, nerd, and just, yeah. like, throw him off his own bike. And he's like, I thought it was a leather bar. <laughs> and he, like... <laughs> He gets murdered, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Which is why I... That's why I never leave my house, because I'm like, I don't know, I'll probably get murdered at Target. True. Because they'll be like, a gay man at Target, no. <laughs> at Target? Yeah. Why do you think... What is... Is Target the white people... Target's the only place I go to alone. The white straight people thing? I don't and know. you're afraid that you're going to get jumped? Like, what is... Anything what is going on there? Why Target? Because Target's the only place I know, so it's the only place I can remember. That bikers would be. I at. know Targets, Ralph's, Mother's Markets, and um, there's a different grocery store that's like okay. called Nature. Uh-huh. Nature, <laughs> organic. Basically, though, was oh, that um, that like Orchard, like Home Depot? <laughs> no, it's. I'm thinking of um, Sprouts. Oh, uh, Nature. <laughs> it like it loves things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where, that's where they, yeah. the mob would murder. Not as yeah. much Trader Joe's as it is Sprouts. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So there's like a whole bar fight, like trying bar. to find Bobo and then kid saves okay. the day by going out so, to the cop car. Things yeah. that I needed to lay out in this scene. Um, one, there's a bar, there's a kid allowed in the bar without very little question. He hands him money. <laughs> right. 
But no, just like in allowed in the bar, mm-hmm. right? Two, when Nick is faced with a full on like bar fight, he which, takes out like eight people on his own. But I also don't understand because this is another trope in these movies. Is like you're a cop, pull out your gun and end this fight. Yeah. Also, I don't <laughs> understand. Like, there's eight people around you trying to fight you, but each one is going like. Hold on, it's my turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, punch him in the back of the head while he's fighting with. It's Eric. called choreography, Jarrett. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, because one person's like, like fun dance "Hold on, me. hold on, yeah. I've got the bottle of sugar glass. I'm gonna break it over his skull." Yeah, and a girl randomly breaks it over his head, and then he's <laughs> don't <laughs> even know like, why these people get involved. Yeah, Kevin or Devin's like, "You can't hit a girl," and he just picks the lady up and throws her like through the bar, and he's like, "I didn't hit her," and I was like, "I kind of love that." Right. I was like, "That's good." <laughs> That's yeah. That is a true Burt Reynolds t- style yeah. line, by the way. Like that's like where you're like, <laughs> you're good. still a man's man, but like you know you're able to do it in such a way like that. Um, but this is also this isn't this is the second time. There's another time I can't recall earlier in the film where like somebody is tricked by the kid pretending to be a police officer yeah. oh the one time is like somebody they're just letting him take phone calls at the police station and one i didn't know 911 dialed directly to like individual yeah. detectives they were right? like who needs dispatch <laughs> not us and he's like by the way this isn't small town guys this is tampa florida yeah. and the kid's like hey how can i help it oh your cat's stuck in a tree like blah blah right and I'm like, that's not a thing. But then also, all these bikers are fooled. Like, Devin goes outside, gets on the police, like, megaphone. And it's like, we've got the place surrounded. The SWAT team is here. We got the place surrounded. And somehow the entire bar is like, let's get out of here. I'd be like, go outside. They're like, no one's there, but they're all still running away. It's like, what the? Yeah. And, but then also, I'd be like, who the fuck is the kid on the megaphone like it's still a kid on the it's not like he does a voice change thing it's yeah if you heard it what would you do i'd be like keep fighting (laughs) i'd poke my head out the door and be like uh no one's here i need to call a kid i need to call the real police because somebody's impersonating a police officer yeah um so bar fight ends and mm -hmm. then i guess they go home they go home and then uh, another night, and then when he wakes up, Devin is gone. And, and the front door's open. Yeah. And it turns out Devin went to actually go get donuts and surprise Nick. But I hated this scene. Okay. All what right. What kind of bottled up shit does this oh, kid have going on okay. that he's projecting onto everyone else? I, I, I wrote, because I wrote in quotes. Here's the quote. He goes, you call this being a father? And like even Burt Reynolds is like the fuck father like yeah. <laughs> like and like Burt's like but I, I did never too. come inside <laughs> like <laughs> I've slept with all of Hollywood yeah. and I know I don't have any children I know where my nut has been <laughs> down to the historically speaking my one and only son is adopted yeah that's true yeah um but <laughs> but this is weird because even in this moment I'm taken aback because this is an hour ten. Into an hour thirty-seven film, yeah, right, and I go, what the fuck? The kid has like never mentioned his dad, never, or his parents. ever, not even like I miss mom and dad, or like dad, or not even the grandma's been like your or dad like, shouldn't have left us, or like when my dad was alive, he reminded me of you, like Nothing. anything like that, yeah. And it's been like three days together, so it's not like Bert was like, by the way, adopting you would be pretty swell, just. Like, <laughs> 
I know, right? I thought we were gonna go for an. Uh, I thought I thought we were gonna swing for the fences. Yeah. And uh, here comes a baseball pun, and go for angels in the outfield, yeah, right? where Danny Glover just adopts two kids by the end of the film. Like Donald I thought, this Glover is where we were leading two. to. Yeah. I was like, are we gonna? But then it kind of does by the end anyway. They're like a family, yeah. right? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so so. Then Devin crosses the street, and we get the uh, classic magician magician Jeez. bus edit, where a bus crosses in front of him, and he's just gone. And the bus doesn't even like stop to where it's like maybe he jumped on. It's just like, <laughs> and then the kid's gone. I like to always imagine that the person that disappears is actually running alongside the bus that just came. I thought that Devin just like went to the store behind him and like hood hit around a corner. Like, eh, okay. Yeah, he doesn't even bother to look. I would at yeah. least be like, all right, come on out, kid. <laughs> right? Like, he could not have gotten far. Come on, you're not Michelle Williams at, at Final Destination. Yeah. You didn't get hit. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can just... So then David goes back. Devin goes back to the school, and he's being followed by the henchmen. And the henchmen, this is where we mentioned that they're just running and chasing him around. And, and, uh, and this is where... This is like a classic, like kids against adults like yeah. trope where it's like we all tricked you yay yeah, we're gonna they're throw all like, food at you because Devin stands up but to what the bullies. kid is still watching this yeah like, <laughs> Devin stands up to the bullies and then like the kids are all behind Devin now instead of making fun of Devin and then like the the bad guys like everyone sit down but, but and only like one for some reason but only one other kid other than the bullies even remotely made fun of Devin and it was already when he was like soaking wet yeah yeah the little ginger kid I hated him. yeah so then uh yeah all the kids are like they're like where's Devin and he's like I'm Devin I'm Devin I'm oh Devin. this is where this is where there's one other little black kid that oh um, yeah Devin I guess the switched clothes with part. yeah the kind of racist part where Devin switched clothes with this other kid and I feel like they would have I'm sorry. They would have grabbed this kid and been like, "We got him." Yeah, that's that's it. Right. Um, so yeah. then, yeah, the bad guys get into their car. They're like, "We just got to get out of here. These kids are mean." And mm-hmm. then, as they're driving off, you hear a walkie-talkie like, "Hey, Devin, are you all right in the back of that car? <laughs> Do you need any like help? Should we tell someone that you got in a car that you didn't know about?" And Devin's like. Hey, maybe don't talk to me. <laughs> Wait, why does he even respond? Just turn yeah. it off. I know. He responds to it and he's like, not a good time. <laughs> and then the bad guys like grab him and pull him up to the front seat. And if I was a bad guy at that point, I would have just been like, poof, poof. that's me slamming his head into the dashboard. Poof, poof. Like I would have, I would have lost my shit. Also, those people have murdered people. I don't think oh, they sure. have a whole like, I shouldn't hit a child. I think they're like, fuck, we got the problem. Let's get rid of the problem. Yeah. Why take the problem along with you? Mm, because I feel like even in real scenarios, I'm actually going to defend this. I think in, in real scenarios, you have to get your boss's approval before you become that much of a monster. Yeah, no, I get that. But still, like, the boss... I'm The boss is like, okay. kill the child! So now I also <laughs> have a huge it. issue. So Bert's still looking for the kid. The kid gets to this wharf, sure. right? So The docks. Yeah. The docks. Yeah. A wharf. Eh. 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 Eh, we'll see. A wharf is like for fish. Okay, cool. There are fish at this docks. Yeah. We find that out at the end. Yeah. Um. So. Well, it's all fine. Yeah. So the kid. Uh. Like, I don't I just, know what just happened there. I almost did something, but I was like, "That's way too inside of a joke." So. Um, I almost called the wharf the 
Disneyland parking lot. <laughs> oh, true. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, there it, is. it took a few secs. Uh, that was sure. Don't shorten the word seconds. Um, yes. So the kid gets like, they're like, ah, oh, this kid sucks. And so they put him in an office. Why would you put a child in an office with a telephone? This is the tiki office. Yeah. 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 You didn't check? Nothing? You didn't think ahead? Yeah. So the kid calls the cops and are like, hey, uh, whoops. But then Burt Reynolds is just driving around and sees a bus and is like, oh my God, and then just turns around. Oh, you don't understand why? No. Okay. So I got this. Okay. Um, when when the, he witnessed the murder, they also making a conversation about like where the drug delivery was going to be, and he heard the phrase one hundred grand, right? Oh, uh, I still thought that was docks, money. No, the address of the dock is one hundred Grand Street, and so Burt Reynolds driving past says. a bus, the bus on top of its little LED sign on the front says Grand Street. And that's what makes him go like, oh, shit, and cool. turn around. But then he also runs into Bobo along the way <laughs> right? his motorcycle. This movie is also convenient. Extreme, because this is where we get to the, the boat chase, too, Like, which yeah. is extremely convenient, that entire yeah. thing. Okay, so, yes. Um, take us home. They, they take Devin, and they're like, we're just going to do him, and we're going to kill him right now, right? And so while that's happening... Uh, Burt Reynolds got Bobo, which Bobo we didn't really cover. Giant muscle bound guy from the yeah. from the bar fight, right? That he but he actually doesn't play out to be anything. So no, whatever. because I guess Burt Reynolds just ran him over with his car and stole his motorcycle and his clothes. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. There's a muscly naked man in the middle. Oh, of Oh, that's Florida. right. He is like like in a leopard print thong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Burt Reynolds draw, drives up and like. That's another thing where they're like, oh, it's Bobo, just because it's a guy on a motorcycle with a leather the jacket. Helmet, you like clearly hear Burt Reynolds <laughs> be like, take care, kid, I got this. Like, like yeah, hey, um, yeah, yeah, I'm Bobo, yeah. Gosh. Like, you remember, you ever remember Norm Macdonald's Burt Reynolds? Like, no. oh, it's so good. Like, it's one of the best impressions. Yeah, 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 I'm Bobo. Yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> now I changed my name. Now it's. Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, it was on Celebrity Jeopardy that I they used Turd to do. I remember Turd Ferguson. Yeah, Turd Ferguson, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm wearing this gigantic cowboy hat now. This jump foam cowboy hat." And he's like, "Yeah, it's funny." God. He's like, "No, it is not. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is." <laughs> oh, um. So, but that's what he's doing, like under the helmet. Yeah, I'm Bobo now. Yeah, that's what yeah. I am. That's who I am. <laughs> and uh, so. Then this callback from a not funny joke the first time of like, hey, what comes after L? And the henchmen are like, A, B, C. And he's like, yeah, it's Bow. <laughs> Just like, and then the kid elbows the, the henchman, right? I was wondering where, what that joke was because I completely missed it. And I was like, M, the- I thought. J, K, L, M. Yeah, and I like second guess my knowledge of the alphabet. And I was like, I still don't get it. And then I missed, it turns out I missed the word bow. You missed it the first time it came around? It came around like, I think, in the apartment when they dropped him off. Which was way late in the relationship, too. Yeah. You would think it would have to come back. For it to come around on the henchman, usually that joke has to play out twice before. Yeah. Right? That's usually the cardinal rule. You you go one, two, and then you turn it around somewhere in the third. Yeah. Right? 
Nope. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so now it's it's Devin and Nick on a bike, and they're trying to escape, and they're being chased by the henchmen, and Nick gets shot in the shoulder, so he has, like, no use of his right, like, his main arm, and then they wind up crashing into this pile of, like, sandbags or whatever, and then they wind up, like, right there at that pile of sandbags. There's not one but two speedboats ready to go, right? They oh, jump there were in- three. Wait for it. <laughs> this is that part of convenience where they jump into the, the, into one speedboat and take off. The camera switches over. Now there's, um, uh, uh Vinny, the main yeah. bad guy. He's already in a boat, <laughs> right? And he's like, Hey, look, they're in a boat. Let's go. And you're like, did you just set up the climax by just being like, Oh, he's yeah. just in his own boat, right? And then they pull away. And they're being chased by Vinny, but then the bad guys that were chasing them in a car then get into said third boat that was side by side with Nick's boat. But that boat stalls. I don't know. It can't. No, turn. that boat. That boat. I don't know why it can't turn or whatever. But like one guy flips overboard while the other guy who was trying to, I guess, like be like, I'll get on the tip and then jump onto the other boat. Then I guess falls over and is like just riding the tip, and that boat just goes off into the sunset. Which that's like our post credit is him just riding the edge of the boat, like, yeah. and that's it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. God, just jump off the side. Yeah, but also just it's not that funny. Yeah, you know. Um, and then uh, that guy had such an ugly perm. Oh yeah, that guy is. Um, that guy was unfortunate yeah i forget what he's from but like he i've seen him in other things too um i think yeah i think that was it um but either way so then bad guy main bad guy Vinny, right is chasing them and then like i don't know for some reason they get stuck in like kind of a dead end of the docks and he's like there's only one way you got to like slide up like you got to go fast enough to slide up these pipes right which i swear to you i think are the same double pipes that like nick cage and john travolta slide up in the end sailboats i mean jet boat scene of face off like, god i hope i have enough wind <laughs> sailboat god <laughs> oh, no wind <laughs> ain't it cool oh uh, yeah that was both I got it. Um, uh, but, yeah, I swear to you, this is why I think it wasn't filmed in Tampa at all. I think it was L.A. Yeah. Plus the fact that I don't think Burt Reynolds, for the money in this, that was probably offered to him. I could have sworn that it was Long Beach at a few points. Yeah. I was like. I think it was. Oh. I really think it yeah. was. Um, and so they slide up these, like, two pipes that are, like, going into the water and onto the dock. And they crash. And then for some reason, the bad guy has to do it too. To like catch them, I guess. But their boat know. like goes up the pipes a little bit different and lands in like a, a dumpster. Yeah, a dumpster yeah. trailer. And then that slides into a building. And then they're like underneath a pipe. And somehow that pipe has a trigger that like the kid is already at. Like all the fish guts and waste yeah. of and it the. Empties dock. on the kid and it's like, or it empties on the guy and he's like, I hate bad hygiene. Yeah, and that's kind of the movie. That's the movie. Yeah, there's only one scene after that yeah. where, like, basically Devin and Burt Reynolds are rowing a boat with Grandma, like, being like, I love, what, summers or weekends or something? And you're yeah. like, what? That wasn't a reference to anything. Yeah. Then we flip over to that guy who's still, like, sailing into the sunset. End movie? 
extremely anticlimactic. Yeah. And forgettable. Um, I don't recommend this movie. I don't either. I don't like. It's There's unfortunate no because part of me, I've never seen striptease, and I wish we kind of did striptease know, instead. Same. Now, now in the future, we've got another one. Sure, I mean, it's like that's an it's like striptease and showgirls are like showgirls for sure. People have been like, do it live, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm in for. I've yeah, never seen it. Like, same. iconically, it's supposed to be like one of the worst movies of all time, like Room Status, and I'm like, I don't know. Okay, we'll get. I'll get back to you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I wouldn't recommend this. I, I wouldn't either. I, I skip it, skip it all, right? And then, um, honestly, Jaws four. Yeah, it's not Jaws great. the Revenge. Yeah, like it is not good. It is not. It's not fun, like you said. Burt Reynolds is literally just walking through it for a paycheck. It's all lazy. Yeah, and you would really hope that. I don't know, there'd be somebody else in this film of any sort of star status that could help and be a character actor or save this film from monotony and boredom. Well, I did really like Holland Taylor on it. She's good, but she's good in everything. Yeah, but she also has really nothing to do. She has a very small role, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, part of me is like, well, Henry Winkler, why didn't you just put yourself in the film? Yeah. You could have been the captain. That's how, like, forgettable any of these roles are. Like we didn't even mention, like I said, his. Uh, we mentioned for a brief second his, uh, his detective friend who like is pointless. Yeah. Like nothing makes any sense. Well, <sighs> things make sense, but they just like they don't play out to any sort yeah. of. Nothing means anything. No. Meaningless. <laughs> the world is a a lie. The world is a cold <laughs> dead expanse. Yep. Just like Jaws: Revenge. So yep. That's about it for us, and this is how we felt about it. But some people had a different opinion altogether, and uh, we asked that they go ahead and uh, give me five. Uh, so we only found two, but uh, I don't know. There were more, but these are pretty These okay. are really good. Like okay. The first one is written by Vincent Cadena, November of 2007, titled A Funny Kids Movie. Just have fun. This isn't a great movie. In fact, it's a pretty bad movie. But if you're a kid or want to laugh, you might like this. Too many times do you see, time and time again, people rating or criticizing movies that aren't worth their time. The reason I gave this a 10 was to give it a small boost. Is this a sympathy 10? It's a pity. (laughs) I love pity. I remember this when this movie came out. I was 10. And I didn't want to see it, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, uh, I didn't want to see it. To be honest, with the poster, it kind of freaked me out. When it came out on video, I saw it. Basically, what you get is an unrealistic movie about a kid and a detective, Reynolds. It's still silly, stupid, and poorly made. But that shouldn't stop you from having a good time. If you're a kid... No, it should. (laughs) Someone that has low it standards does. or a stoner, you'll probably have a good time. Uh, I mean, stoners don't have a good time with this film. I know. Like, I mean, you could have a good time just making fun of this movie. We did. We, yeah. If you're a conservative, a teenager, a person that has high standards, or a racist, you probably won't like this. Ten stars. <laughs> Wait. 
me. They were like, there's a black person. So if you're racist, you'll hate it. Like, because <laughs> there's only one semi-racist thing that I said, and yeah. that's only if it played out like it should have. Yeah. Um. God. So basically, if you're anybody, like, who is this person then? I so know. He says, if you're conservative, so he's liberal. He is not speaking for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a teenager, so he's saying like teens will hate it because they hate everything. Yeah. Right. A uh, person has high standards. As you should in the world. I have high standards. <laughs> That's why I'm so single. Or a racist. Also because of my deadly terrible looks. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Going for that Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, next one. Written by... 02109057. Numbers, man. I just want to make sure he got credit. <laughs> Uh, October 2004, titled, This Film is The Nuts. Mm. This film is The Nuts. I can't believe it gets such a bad rating on IMDb. What people must remember is that this film is for kids, and when I was a kid and first saw this, I couldn't get enough of it. I mean, a small kid going around in a police car chasing bad guys, how cool would that be? It would be, but that's not what happened at all yeah. in this film. Um, he gave a speeding ticket for someone that did not deserve a and He wasn't in ticket. a police car for yeah. that. <laughs> um, I watched it again recently, and it's still great, especially when the kid does his teacher for speech. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what it says. Especially when the kid does his teacher for speeding and tells him if he doesn't give him a ticket, he would be doing a great injustice. It's no kindergarten cop, admittedly, but it's still one hell of a film. Five stars. Lord. So, haven't you always wanted to do your teacher? I know. <laughs> and then give him a ticket? Yeah, afterwards. Well, there have been a few handsome teachers in my day. <laughs> well, that just about does it for us, folks. Yeah. Uh, Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, really look forward to that. Thank you for that as well. Uh, make sure you follow us, all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Bombs Away Show. You can write to us personally if you think that we forgot anything. I think we were pretty damn thorough on this one. But um, <laughs> what? No. I mean, <laughs> with other aspects of our life. Mm. Um, it's, you're like, no, I could go on. Yeah. Um, but either way, if you think that we missed something on this or on a previous episode and you're like finally gaining the courage to uh, write to us and tell us that we were wrong, go ahead and tell us. Yeah. At, uh, write to us. Email contact at Bombs Away Show. Uh, make sure you stay tuned. I know Jared's looking forward to this one next week. 1999's Inspector Gadget. Yes. Do, 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 do. Inspector Gadget. Do, 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 do. I feel like do, do, do. that song's, like if I can remember correct, correctly, I don't think that song's until the end credits. That's okay. At yeah, but also it's yeah. like, you know, where you're like... Should have used that a little bit earlier. Yeah, I think it's one of those... And at the start, it'll be something like... Establishing bad guy scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like I have a feeling... All I know about that film to me is I remember where you're like... Is it really the first movie and we're already having Inspector Gadget fight a clone of himself? That's all I remember about this film. Yeah, that's Remember weird. some, like, bad guy yeah. and he just had, like, weird teeth? 
<laughs> That's uh, me. Stop. <laughs> nah. Um, so look out for that, and then we'll finish the month out with hackers, and then uh, I think I can say it. Yeah, next next month, uh, Slumber Party Massacre three finishing oh. up the trilogy. Finishing up the trilogy, we're gonna have Abby back on the show for that. I don't want to do it because I want to like always have the potential of it in my heart. Oh, well, you still have potentials on other things like Fifty Shades for Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's coming up, and then also Nine Seven Six Evil Two: The Astral Factor. Uh, the ass factor. <laughs> right? We get real gay this yeah. time. Um, like we didn't today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that's just a, a small tease of what's coming up in the month long of October. It's five name in college. Uh, small slight tease. tease. Small, small tease. tease. Yeah. Small tease Falcon. Yeah. No, it's just because I wore <laughs> t-shirts that were too small. Oh. Oh. Okay. I got it. Um, and then still can't announce it's not locked in yet, but I swear to you, it's probably like. I don't know. I think it might be better in Miami Connection, but our live show, like once I announce it, I'm excited. So I no, I totally am. Uh, That just about does it for us for for real. (laughs) Uh, I'm Jonathan. I'm Jarrett, and I'm Devin Butler. Hey, this is Jert with the Bombs Away podcast, and we're here in the Frida Cinema recording our podcast. So the Frida Cinema is a program of the Long Beach Cinematique, and it's located here in Santa Ana in Southern California. It serves the neighboring communities, and it is a non-profit art house cinema dedicated to enriching, connecting, and educating communities through the art of cinema. It's here to entertain, and that's why the entertainment industry exists. So what they show on these screens is pretty amazing. They have things such as the director series, and it features directors such as Martin Scorsese, Mel Brooks, and Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman, if you didn't know, did The Toxic Avengers and The Class of Newcomb High. They also have something called Friday Night Freakouts, and this is presented by OC Weekly. It has films that are among the horror or sci-fi kind of genre. They've done films such as Lost Boys, Hackers, and The Room. They've also featured anime like Your Name and Akira. Some other things they do are double features. They've done things such as Hot Fuzz mixed with Shaun of the Dead, which is actually two pretty good films. They also show a lot of cool things among the lines of indie films. They have The Void, which is currently on Netflix, and they also have had Academy Award-winning films such as Best Film winner Moonlight, which I think is pretty awesome that it showed in this space before it actually went up. If you want more information about Showtime's location and everything film and entertainment related to the Frida Cinema, you can go to www.thefridacinema.org. You can also follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thefridacinema, and on Instagram and Twitter at thefridacinema. The Frida Cinema, for filmmakers, for filmgoers, and for you. This has been a production of Big Bulb Entertainment, executive produced by Jonathan Young. For more media and information, visit us at www.bigbulbentertainment.com. Big Bulb, what's your bright idea? (laughs) 